Hello, my name is Ben. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts this week of the Too Vague Podcast. And our word is the word evolution. Do you say evolution or do you say evolution? Well, um, it, it depends on how annoying I want to be, I think. <laughs> <laughs> which, which do you think is more annoying? Well, I think evolution could be more annoying because... Um, I'm pretty sure I'd be annoyed with somebody when I was saying it. So right. I think I was, I'm trying to, to reflect that annoyance back at them. Gotcha. Well, you know what? You know, Speaking of kind of uh, uh, evolution and annoyance, when I say Neanderthal and someone says it's Neanderthal to me, it's like, yeah, I know what it is. Did you understand what I meant? Yes. Okay. I'm going to still say Neanderthal. Sorry. I apologize. Yeah. Well, is it, it is it pronounced, you know, the, the Spanish tiny food? Is it uh, pronounced tapas or tapas? Oh, boy. I always called it tapas. I know, but the British feel like they should call it tapas. Oh, tapas. <laughs> well, you watch the British sitcoms. Yeah, the tapas. There was one, uh, an episode of the IT crowd where, uh, yeah. They were going to tap ass. Yeah. And one of them was like, isn't it pronounced tape ass? <laughs> I was like, no. It's, and I was it's, like, it's pronounced neither of those I'm like, ways. you guys think it's chimichanga, don't you? <laughs> yep. So, yeah. so they're wrong. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so you can say Neanderthal. It's not as annoying as tap ass. Tap ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I say evolution, what is the first thing that you think of? I, Andrew. I, I, I think of uh, people being scared to teach actual science in schools. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, is this okay? So, is this something that you have a experience with as a teacher? That um, uh, have you had to no contend with that as I'm, far as students or parents or uh, no? I I mostly read about it in the news from other places. Right. Um. I think. You're talking about like creationism. Creationism or uh, what's that other thing? Intelligent design people. Right. And I'm like, right. well, uh, if there was intelligent design, it sure took a long time. Right. <laughs> That's, right. I mean, you can't knock the design except for, you know, lower back pain. and. Uh... Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. Goes... <laughs> Listen, when I, when I go to bed... And I've done nothing that all day, all that day, right? And I wake up in the morning with some athletic type injury. There's got to be something wrong with that design, <laughs> you know? Yeah, something. I don't yeah, know. So I, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe we're just uh, we're designed perfectly to go for about forty years. Uh huh. And then, and then like after that, then the, war- are off. the warranty, the warranty, <laughs> the warranty shot. Yeah, you're done. Yeah. And so it's like you know it's all golden time after that. Yeah. You know? After that is gravy. It's all gravy. Yeah. I don't know. So you know maybe maybe we are perfectly intelligently designed to not get as old as we do. Yeah. And then we're uh, you know then we got bonus time. I don't yeah, know. I don't. I don't agree with any of this stuff. Science uh, still is, you know, important. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well. Right. I, I don't. You know. I, my, yeah. I realize I was making an argument for intelligent design, but <laughs> but for, my, the, for the sake of comedy. 
for the sake of comedy, I feel like it's more like, you know, planned obsolescence. Like, right. Right. You yeah. know, you got to trade this body in for a new one after 40 years. Yeah. yeah. But that's not how it works. No. I don't think I don't think the creationists think you can trade your body in <laughs> for another one. You, I mean, that's you know? maybe I mean, the it seems just as It seems just as, you know, as just as absurd. I don't know. What do the Mormons think? I don't, I don't know. I don't. This is not evolution. This is religion. How'd you get me down this? I don't know this rabbit hole. This it's rabbit just hole. Basically, it's my gift. It's it's my yeah. it's my ability. <laughs> uh, okay. To get me down rabbit holes. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And I decided let's go with the most controversial stance right, first. Get right. it out of the way. Get it out of the way. Get it right out of the way. You're right no, out of the way. Just, <clears throat> and that's the thing too. It's like it, it's not just like you are preparatory sort of education right like you know like uh, younger grades right? uh yeah really primary grades primary. yeah 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 yeah, yeah elementary that right that stuff. elementary school and and yeah. so it's even in college i mean like pima um a buddy of mine went to a pima class and this person was a creationist and teaching it doesn't make any sense to me but you know yeah it's it's hard well, yeah me. Life is hard. Life yeah, is hard. It, it's really hard to have to figure out how to deal with those people. Like, no, nah, I mean those people. That's a really good phrase in my vocabulary. <laughs> Let's those talk about people. those people. Yeah. But, mm. um, but no, but it's it's true. Like, I'm a guy who, you know, at the tender age of, I don't know, five or six, uh, was exposed by PBS to uh, Carl Sagan's Nova series oh, Cosmos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so like that, I remember that, and yeah, he's got his little, you know, uh, his little calendar of uh, cosmic time, and right. he's stepping on the little things, and then he's got the one episode where it talks about evolution, and right. I remember the cool little little uh, illustration of the single-celled organism just like evolving into multi-celled, and then the a plant-like thing, and then some kind of branching off, and there's like a little. Uh, you know, a thing that turns into something with a spinal cord and then it becomes a worm or right. no, they, you know, whatever. Right. Now right, the worm right. goes another direction and then there's something that grows legs or becomes a fish and then the fish grows legs and, and then it becomes a dinosaur. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. Right. And I remember my mom, um, I think my mom wasn't ready to talk to me about evolution then. <laughs> <laughs> But it didn't is, matter. Is there is there a time to talk about evolution with your children? When did you talk about evolution with your children? Let's see. When did I talk evolution with Star? Uh, yeah. Probably like every day since birth. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's you know science. I'm a, I'm a, I've always been like a science positive person. Right. Um, yeah. Interesting. I like science. I do too. I, I mean, do too. there's definite. Not everything. You know, uh, what are you talking about? You know, uh, Robert Oppenheimer was mm-hmm. kind of sad about some stuff that his science led to. Right. But at the same time, um, you know, Velcro. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, Velcro. Right. Yeah, yeah, we Velcro. we yeah. use Velcro in our, our everyday lives, and we, we wouldn't have that if it wasn't for the space program. Right. How because, do you make things stick to stuff that you need like, your electrics functioning properly how do you do that you can't you can't use magnets no no because that's going to mess with the electrics yeah yeah Yeah. even though the apollo you know the apollo program they didn't have uh, a magnetic uh 
you know, storage medium for the, the memory on the computer. Yeah. Did they? No, they did. Yeah, it was magnetic because it was magnets tied into a rope. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Yes. Because, I got to look this up. Because they knew that the, the punch cards weren't going to work in zero gravity. Uh-huh. So they braided a rope with magnets uh-huh. spaced out for the different uh, zeros and ones in oh, the wow. code. Yeah. And they created this thing called rope memory. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Yeah, because they because punch cards. Because punch cards were the the previous version for storing data right. for computer programs, and that was not going to work in zero gravity. Right. Huh. And they needed to get those guys back alive, so they uh, they invented something involving magnets. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, uh, but you know, the, later on they'd use magnets to make floppy disks that were smaller. Right. Right. And now we don't even do that. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, my uh my mom went to that's where my mom met my father was key punch school. She went to, she she went to key punch school to make those cards. Wow. And then, uh, yeah. They met and I was born and you know. And 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 look at how computers have evolved since then. I remember when my father would take home um he had this uh a machine that he would connect to the University of Chicago to do his studies uh, for his uh, master's in business. And he would use the telephone line and would have a cuff that would you put the handset on it. And it would be it was basically sort of like, you know, like you uh, an old fashioned fax machine or something Mm -hmm. where it would detect the, the signals being sent, but it was printing stuff on paper. So yeah. you use paper, a paper roll. You were talking about nerd stuff. <laughs> yeah. One of the first things I did, probably the first gaming thing, this is getting into games, but there was a, it was like an adventure game, a colossal cave adventure. It was text-based. You would walk, walk around a cave system and see things and, you know, monsters and whatnot. And I was so fascinated with this that I just, took it to kindergarten and you know for my show and tell it's like this is a game i played and then this roll roll of paper on the floor you know just kind of like see this is so much fun oh yeah. neat yeah they're like what is neat. that yeah they're like it's a-, it's a computer yeah you know that's that's back when we didn't know what computers were well, I mean, I only knew a computer because my father would take take me to his work and they had, you know, the disc packs yeah. that they put on the top and the reel-to-reel stuff and the punch uh, card things. And yeah. He was an early programmer and yeah. wrote programs in some sort of language that probably was invented well before I was born, but yeah, evolution. Evolution, yeah. <laughs> evolution. Evolution. Yeah, that sounds like, you know, that sounds like an evil genius word. Yeah. I think that's why I think it's annoying to say evolution. <laughs> You're saying it like Skeletor. I'll get you, He-Man. <laughs> if it's <laughs> the last thing I ever do. Yeah. Evolution. Evolution. Okay, so evolution. What I was going to say yeah. was uh, when I think of evolution, my first thought turns to the movie Evolution. Did you ever see that movie? 2001. Uh, it was oh, no. Julianne Moore, David Duchovny, uh, Orlando Jones, uh, Sean William Scott. Oh, I remember seeing the poster. But yeah, I didn't watch the movie. Yeah. Okay, um, it it had like a great soundtrack band that no one's ever heard of called Self. 
their biggest song, I think, was like Truck Full of Amps. <laughs> Got a truck full of amps, motherfucker. <laughs> it is better than it actually sounds. This song, Out With a Bang, that was at the end of Evolution, was a great song. And it never got re- released because they were on um, DreamWorks rec- or record label. And they went under before this, the album got released. So it was really tricky to find. But 15, 20 years later... They they eventually put it out, but anyway, let's get back to the movie. Okay. The movie, yeah, it's, yeah. So it was a movie about a song yeah. that was better than it sounds. No, no, that wasn't the movie. The movie, <laughs> um, Ivan Reitman directed it, and oh. it was accused. People accused him of trying to make a new Ghostbusters. That's basically what they said. But clearly, they didn't watch the movie because it was sort of a buddy pick. It was definitely not Ghostbusters. It had a lot of good humor in it. It was. Uh, based on a story written by a gentleman named Don Jacoby, who uh, wrote it as a serious sci-fi horror movie. But then Ivan Reitman gave it to uh, a couple of writers, David Diamond and David Wiseman. And they rewrote it as a comedy and then passed it back to this John J- Don Jacoby. And he's like, oh yeah, this is great. Let's Let's do this one. It did okay. It made its money back. The whole, the whole premise of the movie. I'm not letting you get a word in here. Uh, like, I'm like, I'm like, what happened with this? Uh, the movie. Like, what's what's the movie? This? I'm like, I don't know who Don Jacoby is, but yeah. Well, it's just, you know. Yeah, no, it's okay. It's, he, he's, I hope he got paid. He definitely did get paid. <laughs> and, and the premise of the movie is this uh, guy who used to be a colonel, a very smart guy. He and his buddy find this asteroid that comes to Earth and it's got all this these you know things on it and it's like life that is evolving in a cave system at a really rapid rate Ah. and then the government kind of intervenes and and you know closes it off and these things start escaping you know through various routes but whenever they get out of outside of the atmosphere that the asteroid created in this cave system they they die until eventually they evolve uh-huh. um, yeah. and they do it at such a quick rate yeah. they split the, so it's, a, it's the delta variant right <laughs> let's 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 put the harsh sting current, of reality current, evo- right current events folks yeah. uh, if you want to talk about evolution they uh, the the delta variant right maybe, and maybe that's why some people still refuse to wear masks the hero of this story is the element selenium <laughs> and a truckload of shampoo what I like it. This is a funny movie. There are comparisons that you can draw to Ghostbusters, but it's definitely not Ghostbusters, and it's got some good good comedy. Yeah. In it. So check out Evolution. Evolution. Yep. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, of the faculty. John Stewart's uh, oh motion picture. Yeah. Uh, well, he 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 was in it, and I think what Elijah Wood, John Stewart played one of the faculty. Mm-hmm. And it was a uh, alien invasion kind of thing where they take over a high school, and right. and the hero of the story is uh, powdered caffeine. <laughs> See, exactly. <laughs> like, really, that's the hero element, of the story. The hero okay. of the story, right. element selenium. It's like, it's kind of like, it sounds like uh, they try to remake Andromeda Strain, but try to make it less like Jurassic Park. Yeah, right. And we definitely don't want any Folgers crystals in this. <laughs> um did you ever get into speaking of evolution and the opposite of evolution 
Mm-hmm. Were you ever a fan of the, the band Devo? Devo? Yes. Oh, man, I wore the wrong shirt. No, no. The Tron shirt is the definitely... Tron shirt's good, but I've got this other cool shirt that by this uh, this artist guy, Jeff Braun, who... Uh, oh, it would have been perfect for this, if I only know. It's, uh, it's like a Planet of the Apes chimp with a Devo hat and the words, Are We Not Men... Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That would have gone perfectly with it. I should have brought, I have it in my suitcase. I'll run back. Should we take an hour hour break so I can (laughs) run back to my parents' house, get this t shirt, come back here so that our podcaster viewers can see it? That's the way it works. Is the video feed live? No, we don't have the satellite. Never quite, mind. Quite there, Never know. mind. I was going to say, uh, I don't think your lovely wife would appreciate that. She would stay home. <laughs> She'd be like, if you're she, leaving again, I'll like just hang going, out with your parents. She's like going, I don't know why I didn't stay home for this in, in general. <laughs> Two nerds talking about uh, yeah. nerd stuff. Uh, Devo, I, I think they're cool. Yeah, I was I, a big fan of Devo when I was younger, and yeah. I didn't understand them. All I knew was... It was interesting. It was unique. They they were different. The synthesizer sounds were interesting to me. I think I saw them on American Bandstand, and they were promoting Freedom of Choice, which was the album that Whippet was on. And they were interviewed by Dick Clark. Dick uh, Clark, yeah. Yeah. They were interviewed after they did a song, and... Dick Clark says to them, so where do you get your ideas for your songs? Are they from dreams? And uh, Mark Mothersbaugh said, de-evolution is not a dream. It's a nightmare. And then he kind of... (laughs) And then then Dick Clark was like, like, okay, next up, you know, just go cut to to commercial. Yeah, cut to commercial really quick. It was my first introduction to Devo and their music. And then I got into all all the other historical stuff with Devo and all their albums. And I mean, I don't know if you have anything more you want to talk about evolution in the in the uh, general context in the general context like anything that's evolved over like your lifetime anything that's evolved over my lifetime you know do you think yeah. of it in terms of attitudes evolving attitudes evolving well i would say yeah the attitudes evolve but yeah but oh but i'm not ad- sure do they evolve is adapting a part uh, of evolving adapting right? adapting's part of evolving i there's there's something else going on. I don't know. There's some things that just seem too cyclical, you know? Yeah. Like, there's, like, this, this well, we're going to go progressive this way for a while, and then we're going to, you know, swing it all the way back. Evolution, it's easier to, to track it in things, I think, rather than, like, the intangible stuff, like, about attitudes. and. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, because, let's see, I want to bring it to... There's this really cool documentary that just came out. Okay. Um, by a guy. I, uh, you might have heard of him. Uh, his name's Questlove. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah no. Yeah. <laughs> I know a, Questlove. You know Questlove, I mean, not, of course. Not, not personally. I thought. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know. You, you hang out at the safe house sometimes. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> no. He he did a new uh, documentary called Summer of Soul, and uh-huh. it, it's about the the Harlem Cultural Festival that happened in 1969, same summer as Woodstock. It, it was over several weeks, but it was a, a series of free uh, concerts in, in the park in Harlem where basically every big name in, in black music that they could get, you know, played there. Like, you know, Sly and the Family Stone yeah, and uh, Nina Simone and uh, 
the age of, of Aquarius people. Fifth Dimension. Fifth Dimension. That's who I was thinking. You know, the, the movie where, where Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. Jesus. No, <laughs> that was a call back to the oh, other episode. Gosh. It happens to all of us. But anyway, my point was <laughs> Bruce Willis was not at this festival. He wasn't? <laughs> no. How, no. How do you know for sure? Well, there he wasn't in the footage. There, there, so. yeah, footage. Uh, you know what? I think there was like a deleted scene from uh, the 12 Monkeys where maybe he was. Oh, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's uh, the 12 Monkeys. <laughs> The Twelve Monkeys. <laughs> right, right. That's a different movie. Okay. No, no. So back to this. I, what I'm saying is like, it was this really great, powerful black cultural experience. Right. That happened at that moment that they were, they were trying to move into more positivity after you know a year before Martin Luther, Martin King, Luther King Jr. Yeah. was assassinated, yeah. and you know RFK was assassinated, and you know Malcolm X a few years earlier, and Right. You know, all that, like all these forces for moving, you know, black people forward. And you you look at this. This footage was great. It was totally recorded. They were, were planning on doing either a TV special or a movie. But after it was over, you know, Woodstock was the big concert film. Uh-huh. Nobody wanted to touch this. Huh. And so it sat in a basement for 50 years oh, until wow. Questlove was able to put it together for this. And it's really amazing. But it's sort of like. There's this cyclical thing where, like, every what every fifty years we really care about black culture, right? I and I don't know if it's really that. I mean, there was that that sitcom with with the guy that just got out of jail that was really popular in the eighties, uh-huh. and which made you feel like, oh, things are progressing. But then I don't know, the CIA invented crack or something, and the black community got gutted. So, what does this have to do with evolution? I think evolution doesn't apply to social things very well. That's what I That's think. Who, that was the, I, that was the point. I think I think as far as you get, then you get rolled back. Right. And I don't know. So and things that are cyclic are by definition not evolving. I don't know. I don't know if there's. I don't. I think it's a Can separate dynamic. Yeah. I think things can evolve, but there's. You think they can evolve cyclically, where they just evolve to one thing and back to another, and or maybe, to one or thing? maybe the cyclical things happen, and out of them, other things evolve. No, yeah. like I don't know. If you talk about like the ice ages roll in and out, and then the animals and plants change to adapt to that, and then right, right. Interesting. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe but just see this. See this. Doc- what is the name of the documentary again? Because I'm actually kind of interested. It's in called it. Summer of Soul. Summer of Soul. And watching it is like you feel like, wow, this is a really powerful thing, right? And um, that happened, and it was real. And then they they you know interview people who went and saw it when they were kids, right? And there's this one guy who's like his quote was like he was like tearing up watching the footage. Oh wow! And just sort of saying it's like, yeah, I remember this. You're like, I knew that this happened, but but now I know. You know, right, I always knew right. it happened, but but seeing this just brings it home how much it happened, like how important it was for for them to feel like they had a big community of people like them represented and celebrated in the city of New York that way, where it isn't always like that. And you know, speaking from my place of privilege, right. I want everybody to give Quest Love a lot of money or watch this movie and give honestly i think he's making a decent amount as it stands probably is the, 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 the band leader still yeah or, i don't uh, know you know what he's yeah 
Yeah. Of uh, it's the guy with the show. Yeah, the guy with the, the show. The new the Carson. Nah, he's no Car. Nobody's a new Carson. What can I remember his name? Gosh darn it. Uh-huh. Um, what is his name? <sighs> not Conan. No, it's not Conan. It's not Conan. Conan retired. Right. Officially. Yeah. Conan finally stopped not stopping. Right. I know. I see his face, and he's got a name. Former Saturday Night Live. Yeah, he was guy. on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah. What, can we Man, just, just can we just say we haven't watched the Tonight Show in a long time? <laughs> <laughs> Jay Leno, that's the guy. No, no, it's not Jay Leno. It's not Jay Leno. <laughs> you're just like you're just saying talk show hosts. No. I, I'm, t- I'm uh-uh. saying everybody that hosted the Tonight Show except for Joan Rivers. Joan <laughs> Arsenio Hall. No, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And Dave Eleven. Jack Parr. Not Jack Parr. No, uh, yeah. Jack Parr. That was that was pre Carson, yeah. Pre Carson. Yeah. 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 With Alan mm. King. No one Alan King. Anyway. It's not still many. it's still not coming. It's still, still not, not coming. coming. It's Jimmy something. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon, yeah. Dude, together we have solved the riddle. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon is proof that evolution isn't always a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know where to start unpacking that. I don't. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't, I'm if we're looking at the evolution of the Tonight Show. Oh, okay. No, no, that's true. That's true. That's a good. Yeah. So I mean, it went from Jack Parr right to Johnny Carson to um, Jay Leno. Jay Leno. Jay Leno. And then because they refused to give it to Conan O'Brien at some point. No, first they didn't give it to Letterman. And yeah. then Letterman said. Said, he said goodbye. I'm, I'm going to go to uh, another network, and in 30 years, I'll grow a beard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be on Netflix. You don't yeah. even know what Netflix is, but yeah. I'll be on it. I'll be on it. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah. And then uh, Jay Leno decided he'd be done, and then then they and then let Conan could... have it for a few weeks, and nobody liked it. No, I don't think that. I don't think nobody liked it. I think the problem. It was they. They had oh, it, Conan O'Brien had his thing. Right? Yeah, Conan O'Brien had his thing, and they they moved it. It didn't work earlier in the day, earlier in the evening, and then Jay Leno still had a different show. Jay Leno had some sort of variety show in the morning, right? Yeah, something it's like that. It's like something that. where he went and he did that, and instead of letting Conan O'Brien do his thing and get his footing. It's a different time slot. It's going to be a little bit different. Yeah. You know, even David Letterman went through that when he went to CBS. There's some things that change in that time slot as far as material and what lands. Yeah. Conan O'Brien got the, got the shaft in that deal because they said, oh, well, we'll we'll just bring him right back. And, you know, it's like didn't even give him time to, (laughs) to capture the audience, but he captured it elsewhere and he got, you know, he got on with this thing and got on with this thing. And now, You know, now he's retired or whatever. Yeah, so you that's the circle of life. Circle of life, Simba. <laughs> yeah, is is yeah. the Lion King about evolution? I eat, uh, no, no, no. Okay, because no. all right, fine. It's about talking lions. Talking lions yeah. and all the animals doing a big Busby Berkeley dance number because <laughs> yeah. that happens, happens. <laughs> <laughs> definitely happens yeah, yeah. that's true yeah that's that true. happens that's another podcast in fact that's why yeah. i want to go to africa you want to go to africa yeah just to see the big dance the, number the dance number yeah to see it's if it's gonna be great 
I think things do change, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's I, evolution. Right? But I do think like like evolution sort of is to me maybe a haphazard process because it responds to so many different variables. Like right. we don't actually know, you know, what what is life going to respond to? All right. we know is that life finds a way. <laughs> yeah thank you for the jeff goldblum i really appreciate it yeah. jeff goldblum jeff goldblum Life finds a way are you are you excited speaking of jeff goldblum are you excited about the new jurassic world did you get into any of the jurassic world movies at all uh the ones with chris uh chris pratt yeah i saw one of them yeah the first one i saw the way. first one yeah because uh you know why not the the one with the poorly designed balls, hamster ball things. Oh, <laughs> like, like, <laughs> that's like, right. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Oh, neat. <laughs> I, I can't see I how can't, this will go wrong. Right, right. Do you think don- dinosaurs are going to swat those all over the place? No, no. <laughs> no. They're not rolling. They can't roll. Uh, <laughs> the new Jurassic World, they're bringing back a lot of the old cast to be in the new movie, or have. Speaking of, you know, that's another one of those... Is it really an evolution movie or is it basically going back and trying to control evolution, which we cannot do? The cautionary tale is Jurassic Park. Yeah, Jurassic Park. Well, did you like Jurassic Park, the book, or did you read the book? I read the book. Yeah. I read the book before I saw the movie. Right. And um, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, the concept didn't didn't you didn't say oh yeah whatever this is this is this is just a reworking of the andromeda strain but with dinosaurs right oh yeah, michael guess, Crichton's books are just a reworking of formu- the andromeda well, strain they, they're formulaic right they're formulaic like sphere is like it's an andromeda strain except for it's a spaceship congo is a andromeda strain with gorillas i actually like congo i don't know why i don't really remember a lot of these came out in the 90s when I was a smartass. Remember that? Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was a smartass. <laughs> An entertaining smartass. I mean, yeah. you, know, you know. Yeah, I just sort of, I just sort of like got a, a blanket opinion on Michael Crichton as right. being a kind of a one-trick pony. Robin Cook is another one of those mm. kind of like... Yeah. Oh, what was the name of her? It wasn't Brain. It was the one that was uh, a the movie. Coma. Yeah, Coma. That was the movie, right? Probably. And she was kind of a one-trick pony with medical fiction. Yeah, medical fiction. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? When you're actually a doctor as your real job, and you know if your fiction is formulaic, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it means you're doing your doctor job well. That makes sense. Know. You know, popular fiction is fine, and it serves a purpose. Right? Not it's not. A- I can I can kind of think of it as comfort food. I mean, you know, yeah. you want to go to see the adventure in the in the movie theater, yeah. and that's definitely what this um, Jurassic Park. I think it's Dominion. Um, is definitely going to be that. Yeah. It's definitely you know, it's just like action and an older Laura Dern. Laura Dern's got one of the best lines in all movies. Oh yeah, which one? It, it was. was in... Blue Velvet. Okay. <laughs> so says, why, why be shy about a, it? Where she says to uh, the, you know, Kyle McLaughlin guy, like, I don't know if you're a detective or a pervert. <laughs> I was like, that sure sums up the movie, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's the synopsis. Right yeah, if I, yeah, that's just that should be uh, the quote in my my email signature. I don't know if you're a detective <laughs> or a pervert. <laughs> see how much business I generate. Yeah, let's see that. Yeah. <laughs> that should be your tag for robot. Uh, yeah, for, for the know, partly robot partly robot industries. My, my partly robot empire. Yeah. Ooh. What I wanted to do go is go back to Devo. Right? Devo, yeah, let's go back and, to Devo. And I wanted to go back to Devo because it, that kind of is a a weird transition into video games. But I can transition it back to Goldblum. How so? Because uh, Mark Mothersbaugh did uh, the you know the soundtrack to uh, Life Aquatic. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, with with Jeff Goldblum in it. Uh huh. Which actually the end credits sequence of uh life aquatic has a callback to uh buckaroo bonsai oh yeah yeah that's a wonderful movie yeah. buckaroo bonsai also jeff goldblum yeah i'm basically i'm just i'm just admitting that i'd probably watch any movie with jeff goldblum in it yeah. so i only watch movies that have uh watermelons and vices <laughs> <laughs> you know a, that's a a, a a really subtle metaphor for the 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 trouble in palestine is that what is that what it is? No, I, I, would, I, I doubt it. Here's the the straight dope on the watermelon and a vice is they early on in the filming they didn't have an idea of it, you know how this thing was going to come together and what it actually was. They saw this amazing story, but they didn't quite understand how it was going to be put together. But I mean, the the author did mm-hmm. and the director did. But no one else did. There are interviews of these actors and they go, we read the script and we had no idea what the hell it was. So early on, since they didn't know what was going on, the producers didn't know what was going on. So they would send people in to watch the the dailies and things got quiet at one point and they, you know, they were getting handfuls of notes, handfuls of notes, and then they stopped getting those notes. They filmed the watermelon and a vice scene intentionally to see if they were paying attention. And then <laughs> something like that is like, what the hell does it mean, right? Yeah. That passed, so they knew that they, from that point forward, they could do whatever the hell they wanted with the movie and not nice. worry about it. So that's nice. that's the, the story behind the watermelon and a vice in <laughs> Buckaroo Bonsai. <laughs> Okay. So I got I got stories. Yeah. You also say that Life Aquatic, Mark Mothersbaugh uh, also did the music for that. Here is his connection to video games. There's a brand oh, new. Okay. Yeah. There's a brand new game out that is for the PlayStation Five, Ratchet and Clank. I don't know if you ever played any of those games on the PlayStation or mm-hmm. PlayStation Two. Ratchet and Clank is a franchise from Insomniac Entertainment and. Uh, this is the first time they're you know, on the next gen system and it looks amazing and it's called Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart guess who does a lot of the theme music it's mostly Mark Mothersbrough nice yeah in the trailer for that is the song from Are We Not Men We Are Devo Uncontrollable Urge that's the song that's playing something like that that's really it's a classic sounding song but it really fits into the whole ratchet and clank kind of cartoon universe even though uncontrollable urge is uh, probably about sex <laughs> is my guess i don't know possibly possibly do you have an evolution of video games evolution of video games yeah like did you have systems and stuff growing up that you played or did you just you know do your own thing do your drawing do your stuff my brother was really the video game guy yeah 
I mean, I uh, let's see. We got the 2600 back. Uh, oh, that, yeah. Back when that was the thing. Right. And uh, the thing about the 2600 is that the joysticks would wear out real fast. There was a, an Activision decathlon game where you oh, had yeah. to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then the little rubber thing comes yeah, off. Yeah, just come right off. And then just whatever. It, there would be a certain point where, like, the buttons wouldn't work so well. Or the button. One button. <laughs> right. The button. You know, the button. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, even to this day, you know, if a game's got more than one button, I have to. I have to think about it for a while. And and now they've got bumpers, triggers. Um, yeah. There's even little thumbsticks have their own buttons, too. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. that's it's a lot like, of too much. I mean, I, too much for me, but... It takes some getting used to. I went from, like, okay, we're starting arcade pinball. We go to Atari 2600. Then we go to Commodore 64, which I love my Commodore 64, mm-hmm. but mostly for games. NES, then uh, the Sega Master System... Then the Nintendo Game Boy, then Sega Genesis, then I got a PC. And I pretty much stuck with PC games until the Sega Dreamcast came out. Yeah, PC games were cool. I um, like having the whole keyboard to... Right, right, and the mouse, mouse and, and the mouse, keyboard. The mouse and the keyboard. Yeah. That's, that's kind of neat. The WASD. WASD. Yeah, to control your up, left, Yeah, right because to... you don't have the joystick, you got the right. WASD. Right, yeah. right. Got it. Uh, also, I got a portable uh, Atari Lynx before I moved out here. But then the next one, 1999, 2000 is when I got my Sega Dreamcast. Then from that point forward, it was all just buy video games. Oh, Sega Dreamcast. Yeah. That's that's the one I had Seaman, right? <laughs> right, right. I've heard horror to... stories of Seaman. He- yeah. Not He-Man, Seaman. Oh, oh, yeah. No, no, it's... It's just like, uh, it's pretty much, um, didn't they have that scene in The Meaning of Life where they had all the fish that looked like various people? Oh, and, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. That's what Seaman was. It was just people with fish with people faces. It was creepy. Did they evolve? Y- yeah. <laughs> and they were also narrated by Leonard Nimoy, which what? I guess they were was narrated a, by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Nimoy was the the narrator for Seaman. Oh, Seaman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was definitely creepy. And you had to talk to them through a microphone. Right, there was you a little talk- microphone in it. Yeah. yeah, and like didn't your like your Seaman get mad at you if you ignored him too much? Or? I really think we're using the word Seaman too much. Seaman. Seaman. What if there's more than one Seaman? Seaman. You said it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I set you up, but you you tricked me. I tricked you. Tricked you. Sorry, that was a that was a seventh grade joke. No, but it was great. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I got my Sega Dreamcast, and that was one of the first systems that had dial up. I mean, I think I mentioned this with Kenny's episode. It was cool to be able to play uh, games with people online. I remember playing this really this game, uh, Alien Front Online, and there was this dude who would every time he killed someone, you'd be on you know teams of I think it was like three versus three, and whenever someone in that you know instance got a kill, this guy named Bort would yell his name out. Bort! <laughs> I'm just like, shut up, dude. Just shut up with the board. Board. Yeah. And it, it was it was like you'd communicate through that same microphone that you'd use for Seaman. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Weird. That began my annoyance of people online. Was really? like yeah. That. It's weird. Like I'm like thinking about Prodigy. Uh huh. Yeah. Pro- you remember Prodigy? 
AOL, but not. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Prodigy, yeah. right? Yeah, because that was that was some dial-up internet doodad mm-hmm. that I did at one point. CompuServe. Yeah. CompuServe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you just you'd go on and you could type at people. <laughs> I really liked typing at people. Yeah. 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 What you like, typing at me? I was like, hey, let's type at people, and then they'd be like, and then they'd make fun of me for not knowing the bands. Right. Like, what do you mean you never heard the Pixies? And I'm like, Whoa. want a cyber? <laughs> want a cyber? Hey, we're, I'm never going to meet you in real life, right? I'm a little bit embarrassed by this. Yeah. A little bit. I met someone online. I met this person through um, AOL. And we started talking and talking back and forth. And everything seemed cool. And she was in New York. I had re- relatives that lived in New York. I, you know, I was going through my phase where I'm trying to figure shit out. I don't know what the hell I want. I'm in mm-hmm. my 20s, right? Yeah. And just like, I decided I'm just going to take a trip to, to New York. I tried to hook up a little, you know, a little meet because, mm-hmm. you know, we would, we sent each other things, right? Yeah, she I, sent me I, a shirt, which I have on in, you know, in one of my pictures. And then I sent her something, some sort of a, a architecture thing. She was supposed to meet me, but that never happened. Right. Yeah. You know, because it's scary. Because mm-hmm. it's weird. And can I just, I know I'm going to derail your story, but right. the truth is I I really should have known about the Pixies. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, they're, I mean. Yeah. No, you know. I mean, I was like, like. Uh, you got into them afterwards. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's fine. I just, I just was a slow learner, even though like in my dorm room in college, in the drawer, in one of the little built-in drawers, somebody wrote, The Smiths, the greatest band ever. Well, I didn't know about The Smiths, and then, and then, well, because I was just... Happy? <laughs> the Smiths You know a- what? I was brave enough to to buy the, the Labyrinth soundtrack. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, I was like, I wasn't, I didn't know music. I didn't, right. like, didn't really, that was, I was reading the comic books. David Bowie stuff in there. David Bowie. I yeah. remember going to a record store. Like, and yeah, that's a guy who evolved. David, David Bowie. Bowie? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, he went through a lot of changes. Right, he, right. I mean, as far as turned, his, he turned as to far, face the strange. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think I think his music base basically when you talk about music evolving, I think it's. It's great to have a style, but if you're trying different things yeah. and, and your your music is always evolving, your art is always evolving in some way. And even up until his death, David Bowie's music changed, you know? Yeah. Dark Star is dramatically different than anything else that he did before that. So Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. um did you and you didn't know a lot about David Bowie? Well, I would see I knew a little bit about David Bowie. I would say like uh, th- this. This goes on to my like sort of just being uh, not sure if I should try things, but seeing like this stuff in the music store and thinking that David Bowie guy looks cool. Yeah. But also the who is the like the the androgynous stuff in some of the album covers yeah. that yeah. made me go like, are they going to look at me weird if I buy this? And then I like you know it took me a long time to get up the courage to be like, well I like Labyrinth. <laughs> I'll buy that soundtrack. Yeah. I didn't. And now I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I will sing. Uh, let's dance at every karaoke night I can get to. Yeah. 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 So, uh, or other David Bowie songs. I don't care. 
If I go to a karaoke bar with you, the first song I'm singing is You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. That's a good one. Yeah, that's an excellent one to sing. Uh, I'm going to definitely uh, gotta, move, it, move it down. You're going to move it down? And you, don't, you don't think you can hit the high notes oh God, like Carol no. King? No, but, there's no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah, I didn't even think about music evolving. But yeah, that's, I don't that's know. you know, musical artists. Just, uh, they do either that or they stay the same i mean and and there's something to be said for consistency but i mean you know like radiohead my gosh radiohead from the beginning to even uh the the last album dramatically different very unique (laughs) very you know all over the map it's like yeah how much of this is music and how much is noise and does it matter do you still listen to music at all or is it are you kind of like you don't buy cds anymore Uh, (laughs) you know uh, or you just listen to spotify or i don't listen to spotify i i like prefer having a cd i'm one of those weird people but i don't (laughs) yeah check check out those milk crates (laughs) yeah those those are all the those are the yeah okay that's good yeah no i got insane yeah you're you got a good collection i you know i don't buy a cd very often special occasions i I think i think about it sometimes like oh i should go to that music store and buy a cd and then i'd be like but i don't know which one and then well here's the other thing too nowadays all this stuff you can do a lot of releasing of stuff online. Yeah. And there are a lot of really talented artists online, but there also is a really lot of garbage to, yeah. to sort through too. Yeah. And you know what? I, I like looking at the liner notes. Oh yeah. Yeah. You like having the thing. I like having hand? the thing in my hand. Yeah. I think that's the main reason why I'm like, I don't want to do Spotify. Right. I don't. Right. I don't have any physical stuff. I don't stuff. know. I need a physical thing. To like, I'll just, keep, I'll just keep listening to my old CDs from 20 years ago. Throw a new one in there every once in a while. There's, yeah. there, you know, cause people sneak onto my radar and then I go, Oh, I like, don't remember foreigner. <laughs> like foreigner. Wait a minute. Wait a second. What's the last new thing you put in your rotation? The last new thing. Well, I mean, like the newest. You know, like I mean, like oh, oh okay. Yeah, well, just... okay. Uh, easy. Uh, David Burns, American Utopia. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, but that's like somebody that I know about already and right. uh, follow. Right. And then like another another artist that I kind of like. Um, is super indie. Um, Eliza Rickman. Oh, okay. And I don't know if you know her, but no, you never heard. Of you it. should hang out. No, oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I'll introduce you. You hang out, and you're like, yeah. no, yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah, like I personally, I okay, I've met her in person a couple of times because uh-huh. she plays at shows and uh, in Portland. Uh, yeah, she played in Portland a few times, and I I'm not good at describing music, but <laughs> she's somebody that I found out because of hearing. A weird radio show, you know, it was maybe like a community college radio station and they played one of her songs and it was uh, sort of about Napoleon, (laughs) (laughs) but it was played on a toy piano or something. It was like this, and she kind of has this sort of like Disney princess kind of voice. So it was like this whole... That's interesting. This whole weird combination yeah. of of all these little elements that I'm like that just made me like, ooh, that's neat, that's neat, that's neat. Yeah. And so that's that's yeah. interesting that you mentioned. You know that band Self that I mentioned mm-hmm. before. They they did an album entirely on toy instruments. You listen to a song and it sounds like a song. 
you know, like the things you could get as a child, like even back in the seventies, that like recording samples and things, yeah. but like little, like you know, like sonic yeah. drums or whatever, and and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. Oh like, my gosh. Toy piano. There is this um this little comedy uh, nerd duo from Portland, the Double Clicks. Uh huh. Is their name? Okay. And they have some fun nerdy songs. Right. And at least one of them involves uh it's written to be played on cat keyboard. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Okay, explain. Like a toy keyboard in the shape of a cat and all the notes are different meows. <laughs> okay. Meow, yeah, meow, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Check check out the double clicks. Yeah. If you want to see the, the evolution of nerd music. <laughs> We you know what? The, you know what? If you, if you trace nerd music back, what is, what do you think the first nerd music? Oh man! Because you could, oh. yeah. I mean, who is the guy who did the the, the periodic the table? Mash. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Who's that guy who did the periodic table of elements? Song? Oh gosh, that one's okay. So that is a serious. Tom Lehrer. What defines nerd music? Actually, Weird Al. Weird Al. I mean, Weird Al defines me. No, seriously. I <laughs> yeah, think, actually, I mean, that's like the yes, he's the Beethoven of nerd music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like he's. A, I mean, you know, you had all these other nerd music type songs, right? Like, yeah. you had the Doctor Demento show, which was on some some oh, radio yeah, stations, yeah. and it had all these funny and odd and weird kind of nerdy songs that yeah. talking about all sorts of stuff. Fishes, but but on a, yeah, fishes, <laughs> right. Eat them up, yum! I hated that song. I'm sorry. That's my. That's, that's my. That's uh, the my worst thing Bill Mummy ever did. Ugh, fish heads. Second worst thing, Lost in Space. Yeah. Third worst thing, Babylon Five. Oh, uh, I but, don't know. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Lost in Lost in Space, the motion picture. Oh, wait, was <laughs> because, he in that? Yeah, he was in that. He was as a, as he was, a grown yeah. adult. Yeah. Uh, maybe that was that. Maybe I don't know. The, the fish heads was annoying on purpose. It was designed to creep people out. Exactly. We get it. Roly poly fish heads yeah like all those songs on the dr demento show they were individual things right yeah and and the person who took it to that next level was was weird al weird al yeah and i don't know who else makes those types of comedy you know songs because you know the master of it is weird al weird al you know you know what um you know why he's weird because he got his musical training in polka well, his father was right, a his poker father guy, was a right? poker guy, yeah. and then he was uh, he was the weird kid. He right. was like, yeah, well, he can play poker, but he's weird. Yeah, accordion. Yeah, <laughs> the accordion. Yeah. Speaking speaking of, um, are you familiar? With, I said foreigner. A foreigner. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, are you familiar with the song Double Vision? Oh, uh, I should be. Anyway, there's a there's a part in that song that is uh got an accordion in it and i thought it would be a fun little lie to tell people that that's actually weird al <laughs> so i would tell people oh you know what that is they, they had weird al play he's playing weird some al serious yeah, yeah studio musician he kind of yeah. went in there with the <laughs> yeah with foreigner yeah. His, his session days yeah yeah um, maybe we should get back to evolution. Oh man, okay. We yeah. were talking about the Dreamcast. I think you were talking about buttons earlier. Yeah. And how difficult it was. And I remember a story about when I got my first Sega Dreamcast, 
it was a long time I'd been playing computer games and mostly like turn-based strategy kind of things like Command and Conquer or, or things like that that weren't really intensive as far as three dimensions, right? Yeah. And I went over to someone's house before I went on a job that I was going to live in California for a little while. Mm-hmm. I went over to their house and their son was playing Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast. And I could not understand what was going on. It was like Sonic was running and the camera was switching. And then there was a big killer whale knocking bridge out from back. And I was like, what the, how the hell are you, do you know what you're doing? I, yeah. I have no idea what's going on here. And then I picked up games again and that's where it started all over. And I got yeah. a little too into games, I think, but now I'm back down to just one system. It happens. You know? Yeah. You get, you get obsessed with things. Do you, do you still collect stuff or, or I, I think I'm a little bit over collecting stuff. I, um, I've kept some of the collections that are close to me and my history and things, but generally it's like, I like stuff. Yeah. I mean, I like, I have a lot of things that I like, right? but I also feel like I allow myself to let go of things. I do have a lot of books Yeah, and I feel like I need to have more books. Yeah. And yeah. there are some movies that I, I own right because i feel like these are the ones that i should own i i feel like there are some movies that i will want to watch that i can't rely on the streaming platforms to have when i want to watch them yeah because uh some of them are too rare some of them you have like your um like jim jarmish movies i'm like yeah sure sometimes the bunch of them are on netflix but sometimes they're not yeah because you know and when i want to watch ghost dog i want to watch ghost dog right yeah I gotta see that. Is what you say? Wait, I yeah. gotta see that. Don Knotts, right? Don not No, that's the ghost of Mr. Chicken. <laughs> ghost dogs, Forrest Whitaker. But oh yeah, similar yeah. kind of. <laughs> not similar, really. Not similar. No, 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 no. Ghost dog way of the samurai. Yeah, but uh, uh, ghost of Mr. Chicken has this great, this great thing. There's this, you know, the Don Knotts character's name's Gunther. Uh-huh. And just throughout the movie, something'll happen and there'll be somebody off screen who says, "Atta boy, Gunther." Over and over. It's like it's this recurring gag in the movie and it's it's so stupid, it's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just gotta, spoil I it for you. To me, if one plot point ruins the movie it's not worth watching that's true you know? i mean it won't ruin and even two i mean yeah. it's just like you know or or a series or a television show yeah. or or anything like that you know if i accidentally run across something or whatever well then that's my fault and i would say i would say like speaking of evolution the ghost and mr chicken is evo- the evolutionary precursor to scooby-doo yeah, that's what you're saying yeah, so, so how do you how do you say oh, is that what why is that because it's a uh if you watch The Ghost of Mr. Chicken, you'd be like, oh, this is a Scooby-Doo plot. The only thing it doesn't have is a talking dog it's, and it's, some hippie kids. But, right, and Velma. <laughs> Velma. Yeah, but yeah, it'll surprise you. Okay, there, I'll there's, definitely there's, check there's, And there's a little challenging of gender roles in there. Right, right. For its time. For its time, yeah. I mean, basically because, you know, you if Don Knotts is your leading man, you need a strong woman in there. Right, right. <laughs> what are you saying about Don Knotts? I'm saying everybody loves Mr. Furley. Yes. 
Yes, everybody loves <laughs> Mr. Furley. <laughs> and typically that's the way we end our show, but... <laughs> what I wanted to talk about also, and I don't know if you're you're not into the game culture or as much as I am, I'm, I don't think. I'm not, not, I'm, you know what? It's funny because I, I have to sort of be aware of some of it. Right. I will tell you a thing a couple of years ago, a kid... A student that I worked with told me, he said, you got to play Fortnite, but don't play Fortnite. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? It was, it was interesting. This was an interesting kid who was like so into the lore of Fortnite. The gameplay of it, like he would just get creamed all the time, but he wanted to know what it was about. You know, you got to buy seasons and it's got adds different things and it's got different crossovers and you can buy all sorts of skins like you know yeah. specific things there's this like giant cube in the sky named kevin right there was the one yeah. where they just basically <laughs> wiped out the universe you know just know. like stopped yeah like yeah. This, this kid was telling me all kinds of stuff and yeah, i was like was pretty crazy i was like and it was just sort of like wow you read up on the game but i think you don't exactly play it right but well, I mean, but that's that, one way to enjoy it, right? Right. I don't a hundred percent understand streaming. I, I kind of get it that it's a way to con- connect with an audience. I would much rather play a game than stream a game. But mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people like to watch people playing games, and that's yeah. you know, I guess that's kind of like people watching sports, right? Is that yeah. sort of the same thing? I, th- I think that, I think it's something. You know, it, it's it's tapping into a similar thing. Yeah, I I, I believe like yeah. I mean, I, I have trouble watching sports, you yeah. know, because uh, you got to follow the ball around and I get distracted when when you're actually live in like an arena. It's kind of cool because, you know, there's always something to look at or right you know, Right. There are other things. There's other things going on. Right. And, uh, you know, you got the you got the guy throwing peanuts at you or whatever. <laughs> right. Do they still oh, have the peanut guy. He's like, I got your peanuts. Hey, speaking, did, you, did, did you see that there was a there was a this is kind of gonna gonna uh, date the program but did you see the um the arizona diamondbacks guy at the baseball game that recently there was footage of him carrying his his baby his daughter and catching the ball in the hand he was carrying his daughter with with and holding a beer and catching the ball and in cradling her like she was falling down. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Save the cheerleader, save the world. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know what Adam said about that? He said, what you, what you got to do in those situations is catch the ball with your beer. Because everyone yeah. loves watching a beer explode. <laughs> Everyone loves watching this beer, especially if it could get on a baby. Yes. <laughs> it's, it seems like there's it's there's just such a a potential parenting fail. Uh, yeah, in, I mean that's in, the thing too. In every was, bit of that scenario, yeah, it was it was on and it was on the I was on big jumbotron and it's on every <laughs> every media and it's like you know what would have happened had he dropped her. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, just like, Jesus, that guy. Would yeah, have been, yeah. I am, but and even now, people are saying, "Oh, it's child abuse." Uh, it's, uh, I don't like, know. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I think like it's the moment you got the one thing in one hand, you got this thing, this thing, and there's a projectile coming at you. Right. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah me. I. I don't. Yeah. 
What do I mean, you do? He didn't, I, I, he, didn't, he didn't put the baby up in the air to catch the no, ball. No, yeah, or, or what? Put the baby in front of yourself to shield you from the impact. No, right, that, right. that would be bad. Right. That would be bad. So, I mean, uh, you know, I feel like I feel like in this thing, it's probably just a lot of reflexive stuff came in. Yeah, that's probably true. It's probably just like, mm-hmm. oh, ball, 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 oh, here's the baby. I got the beer. Like, yeah. And he also... Yeah. He, had, he had the body type where I think there was some. The, there he was had some, a, little, a natural shelf. Yeah, there was some clinging, <laughs> clinging action going on with the baby, so yeah. it didn't slide too yeah, far. There was, and you but, know, it's, it's, it's probably a little, little, little damp, a little sweaty, a little, probably, a little adding some, fric- from some friction there. Yeah, to oh. the and the in the cotton weave of the t-shirt. <laughs> you know, I don't know where we were going. Where were we going? <laughs> Let's wrap this up. I was going to tell you that, you know, you like things. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, right. And you say, oh, look at my collection of these books or whatever. Yeah. And now look at my collection of these these licenses, <laughs> you know, because yeah. everything is licensed and you download the version. Oh, yeah, it's right. like, you know, software license. You can't oh, have a geez. collection of software licenses. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you can still buy those things in the store and in like yeah. collector's editions and things yeah. like that. What, but, about, what about my collection of, of power tools? That's that's a good collection. Is it really? I don't know if it's a collection or is it a, what's the right word? Arsenal? An arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> only, only in the uh, only in the zombie apocalypse is it an arsenal? Uh, I, think. I, I mean, would say I think I've, I've I've been uh, equipping my shop. Yeah, yeah. I've been uh, doing some uh, lathe work. I don't have a lathe yet. No. But, uh, no. I think the next PlayStation that I get is just going to be. I don't need a disc. I don't want to want a disc. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I don't have a four or I don't have an eight K television. How many Ks are there? How many Ks are there? And like, how, how is, fine is the resolution of your eyeball? Uh, yeah. But there are people who say, you know, they want this level of of clearness, and and mm-hmm. that's fine. I know one of those people. I think my brother in law, Josh. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's he's a he, he's a tech nerd. He's a tech. He got he's, he'll get every device. Yeah. It probably has uh, an Xbox, a new Xbox, and a new PlayStation Five already. He's probably, one of those guys. Yeah. he's one of those guys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got he's got a VR rig. Oh yeah, to, that's another thing. That's yeah, he's and that's, got an OLED TV. Do, do you, you know, know. What? kind of to go back to to evolution. Do you think that's where um, the evolution of video games is going? Do you think it's going to VR, or do you think it's not? I think. I think there will be several species of video games or genera. I don't know. What are the words? <laughs> or phylum. Phylum. Yeah. I don't, I don't I, know. There, there, there was, there was some sort of a... There's going to be... Because I think I think in one... You know, there's the phone games. And I think there's always going to be the, the phone games. Right. Because... As long as we have phones. As long as we have phones. Yeah. Right. That's... But, you know... If there's going to be a portable if, thing. If, if, if the Pfizer chip connects our brain directly to the 5G, we won't need phones anymore. But... Right. That's a different evolution. Right. <laughs> but I mean, as far as Sorry. the next video game the step... Video game step. VR... I, I do think that that's uh, something a lot of people are excited about. Yeah. And I also think it's something that makes some people nauseous. Right. Yeah. Are, so, are, are you one of those people? Have you tried the VR thing? I've, I've tried it a little bit. Yeah. And uh, for me, I think uh, 
it's a little too much. Yeah. And I think I think the thing is like for me, I I like having the delineated, you know, experience of it's on the screen. Right. I like the idea of VR. Right. You know, but like it's... I read Neuromancer. Uh-huh. But you know, that was written on a typewriter. So <laughs> <laughs> So what did William Gibson know? Yeah. But uh <laughs> Yeah, so so I I feel like for me being aware of the medium is part of the experience. Right. And where VR seems to be headed to is to make you unaware of the medium, like to, to get you so immersed in it that, you know, you feel like it's the, you know, it's, it's the real, real life, right? Which then um, we're in the matrix. I mean, I've played I'm, some of those virtual reality games that are fun. Like yeah. there's one. Yeah. I, I played one in Chicago. And when I go to Chicago this time, my friend Corey is going to take me, I think yeah. to, to, um, one of these ones that uh, it's a company that they have, um, it's a mall. And it's one of those dead malls where the the JC Penney's or whatever is cleared out. Yeah. And it's got a lot of space in it. So they've got basically um, you know, all the poles and things padded and, and mapped out. So in the game, if you ever oh, get close to things or it's whatever, it's an object in the game. Right. But yeah. it, it's not it's either an object or in the game, or it will show you a little outline. So so the thing is, there are multiple levels in this game too, and it's yeah. like a first-person shooter where you're going around like laser tag, right? But yeah. it's like you know you can change your weapons, you can do all sorts of things like that, yeah. And you can get on zip lines, so it Jeez. tracks. Yeah, it's you're so zip re- line yeah, in, that in the game, and and what it does is it basically it keeps track of your position, but your position is different than actually in the physical, right? Uh So it keeps track of all those things. And if you ever get within a distance of some person, um, it gives you a little warning and shows you a little circle around, you know, it just looks like an outline in a circle, but it's like, you know, okay, so you got to get around that person, but it's, it's so cool. But I, after playing an hour of it, it's just like, I need a break. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. your, your brain's not used to that type of input, yeah. you know, yet. I don't know if people are going to really warm up to that or, or not. I mean, home, home rigs are, are, are a thing and they're getting yeah. big, but I don't know if that's the next thing, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that's going to be like the luxury version. Like, yeah, it'll be a little, I don't, there's got to be some sort of hybrid of physical and light oriented, yeah. you know, like something where it's a hybrid, but it's not in virtual reality. It's yeah. a it's a physical reality and light and things manifest themselves in such a way that you can interact with them. I think that would be a more successful sort of step. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be stuck in a computer. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm already stuck behind a computer yeah. uh, for work. But anyway, um, one last thing before we go. Evolution in video games. I think I, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, you like The Sims. Oh, yeah. You played The Sims. I've, I've, I played The Sims uh, a few, you know, I've dabbled in, in The Sims. In Simmery? Uh, yeah. In yeah. Simitude? I, I minored in Simlish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, did you ever play Spore? Spore? No. It no. Was, yeah, that was an evolution sort of game where you created your own I, life form. I remember was... hearing about Spore and thinking that was neat. And yeah. then I think I was busy. I think that's like my big problem is uh, 
with games with games is that I have to find the sweet spot between uh you know my free time right and uh giving up my free time <laughs> I see yeah. What, what what I what I view my free time, it's like there's there's stuff I need to do, right? Yeah. Day to day work with my free time. Yeah. But there's also a relaxation that needs to occur yeah. for me to be all uh, ready to go when I go back to yeah. work. So That's that is true. part of if I work that into my yeah. uh, my equation. If it's something I'm doing for enjoyment or relaxation. Well, it's beneficial. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. and, and people who say, oh, I'm wasting my time playing video games. It's like, well, you're not the one who's getting, you know, the release or the, you know. Yeah. And I think really that's um, what, it, what it is for me is that it uh, it's better for me if the game has, you know, if a session of the game comes to an ending, you right. know. Right, and I think that's probably a pro- the problem that some games are, you know, sort of designed to tease that sense of closure. Right, like it's like, oh, you'll get closure if you do this one thing. It's like, oh, well, you actually need to do the next thing, and right. so it's. Those are generally like the sandbox games, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, like the sandbox. Yeah, and and that's and, and that's the thing, and then so it's like, or or games that like will will go on for a long time like right. that you know the online crazy oh yeah you mean like world of warcraft and yeah stuff like that, that kind of stuff know. like you know I they, mean, those, those build stories into them and then you yeah, kind of yeah, go into it yeah but I, it's it's like once you play through that there's still grinding that needs yeah. to occur to get all the stuff you yeah need and, and it's it's like it's kind of a never-ending cycle it, it can it can get that way right so i think like like certain like you know what you're describing as the sandbox games where it's kind of open-ended and you can make your thing and design it and explore and explore i think with those i'd probably be pretty much okay with like well i'm going to set a timer and this is how long i'm going to do this and then i'm going to remember to do my laundry right you know i think that would be a workable scenario that's a good that's yeah. a good solution to yeah. losing time to those I mean and, and and it isn't necessarily losing time it is there is that that it can be a way to recharge yeah. definitely like you're you're letting your brain rest in some areas and then you're like solving this problem and rewarding you know that part of your brain that needs to solve problems i mean i see as games like you know providing that stimulus providing that function for people like you know yeah because sometimes in our real life you don't always get like closure right because you know you you work on this thing and then uh you know it's still going to be there tomorrow and you still got to tie up loose ends later on yeah this is this is something that that um is stay tuned yeah (laughs) um but um achievements there's there there are things in 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 games that are called achievements and they are beyond whatever the game is so Uh it's like you do this kind of thing x number of times or oh yeah yeah so so you get little trophies for each one of these things and chris hates that idea of trophies Uh and achievements and i think it is a way for me to get some sort of closure beyond the story yeah so if i really enjoy this game uh, i want to get all the trophies for it um and unlock everything and just so it's like 
I really enjoyed this yeah. game, and here's here's kind of the proof. But it's also a way to 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 close the yeah, chapter, right? Right? Or like, um, yeah, like if there's like a chapter to the game, too. right? Like, right? I mean, the story yeah. itself. It, but but I mean, right? Some right of these, but yeah, but the, if, I, if I love the story and I like the game mechanics and I can want to continue playing, I can continue playing it if I unlock all those things. Yeah. But after that's done, I stop. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because I don't want to play the same game forever with some exceptions I mean, well, you know. I mean yeah yeah oh yeah another evolution game is pokemon pokemon yeah they evolve yes they do catch them all catch them all yeah. you know what there's also like a card game version big money is the, card collections the and cards kids, yeah. the kids love the cards oh my gosh yeah there i work with kids and they love to talk to me about their pokemon cards yeah and i have to pretend to understand it's like oh yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yeah bulbastar right. yeah yeah so that's that's, that's yeah cool. yeah team rocket um <laughs> go team rocket oh wait yeah. are they the bad guys i don't know i don't know Ash. <laughs> i saw detective pikachu that was a weird movie yeah yeah thumbs up thumbs down Thumbs, you know, I'm gonna give it a waxing gibbous. Okay. If we're gonna use a, right. a moon yeah, analogy, because no, it was like I it, absolutely love waxing gibbous. <laughs> was like, that's fabulous. It was like it wasn't a full moon. Yeah. But it right. was oh, it, it, was, was, it, was, it, was, it was almost. It was it was interesting. It it turns out he was the guy the whole time. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like. That sounds a lot. Uh, like, my yeah. brother, my brother told me like, have you have you seen Tenet? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, it turns out it was the guy the whole time. <laughs> I was like, okay. And that tells me absolutely nothing, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like Tenet. I was, I was, yeah, that was okay. a cool movie, yeah, but I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Um, I can't, I can't get past Inception. I'm just done. yeah. But anyway, all right. Well, on that note. Uh, do you have anything to add? Well, you know, um, right or wrong, um, every, everybody loves Mr. Furley. Everybody does love <laughs> Mr. Furley. What and, a, what, yeah. Yeah? Are you have anything more? No, I was just going to try to figure out how to say everybody loves Mr. <laughs> Furley again. Okay. All right. Well, on that note, thank you for joining us on the Too Vague Podcast. My name is Ben. My name's Andrew. And everyone loves Mr. Furley. Bye. <laughs>